Hello everyone, my name is Dr. Fred Armstrong and welcome to Cracking Addiction and once again today we have Dr. Laura Petrocek. So Laura, I thought we'd explore the third step in the 12-step process today. So what is the third step? The third step is we made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understand God. There's a lot in there, so... Let's, let's do the last statement first, as we understand God. This reflects back to the higher power, doesn't it, in, uh, in step two. So what, what does that mean, as we understand God, and how does it apply to recovery? So it means what someone's view is of God or a higher power. Uh, when this was, when the 12 and 12, 12 step and 12 traditions was initially written 80 years ago, it primarily meant a Christian God. Mm. But now in today's age, people have a lot of different views of what their higher power is. And so mm. it could be the great outdoors G.O.D. or G.O.D. group of drunks, or it could be a sponsor um, it could be a doorknob even I've heard. So, but something right. that's greater than yourself, that's not you. Yeah. And I suppose we, we talked about this idea of accountability. It's really important to have accountability to something greater than yourself. And I'm wondering to, to what extent does the statement turning our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understand him really is, acknowledge, is an, an acknowledgement of the need to be accountable. Well, that's a good question, Fergal. Uh, I don't think it necessarily does because in terms of accountability, I could say to a power greater than myself, okay, I'm not going to pick up a drink or a drug today. Right. But that doesn't carry a lot of weight. But if I'm telling you or if I'm telling a sponsor or a group, I'm not going to pick up a drink or a drug today, that carries a lot more accountability. Like in the fifth yeah. step, without going way into it, they talk about there's three people in the fifth step, your higher power, your sponsor, and you. And so because accountability to just a higher power, we can um, – delude ourselves we could uh be in denial we could think we are getting direction that we're not so that's why you need a real person to be accountable mm. that just a higher right. power is not going to cut it okay unless you're or something and then it might work okay so we made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God. To turn our will and our lives over. Now, my key word for memorizing the steps, the third step, is surrender. I mean, that, that does sound to me like surrender, doesn't it? Yes. It and is that can surrender. be very frightening for people, can't it? It's very frightening. It's like you're asking them to go off a cliff without a parachute. You know, it's very scary. Yeah. Um, I mean, for myself, as a recovering addict and alcoholic, I just saw nothing, like a blank slate for the rest of my life if I was to quit using uh, drugs and not drinking alcohol. So 
you know, because uh, even though a drinking, drinking and drugging is maybe all you know, at least it's it's something you know, and uh, it's something you could uh, depend on. But not drinking or drugging, uh, there's little control there, if any, and that's what causes a lot of fear. So you know, being an active alcoholic and addict, you know, even though it's a very uh, crummy life, so to speak, it's a known life. But not drinking or drugging is scary because you don't know what's going to happen. But if I wake up and have a beer, I know exactly what's going to happen, and it's not going to be pretty. But you know, every day is oh, what's going to happen today? So there's an element of surrendering yourself to the to the unknown. Yeah, what's it going to be? What's life like going to be? What's life going to be without you know your substance? But what about the idea of having to surrender your own self-control, your own willpower, your own, your own identity. A lot of people aren't used to that idea. Right. Well, that gets, that's a little uh, tougher territory. Mm -hmm. And what I explain to clients or that I hear in the rooms of AA or NA is that it's our alcohol and drug addict self that we're, mentalizing and keeping a lid on it but we're not necessarily you know having to turn our will over as uh, a friend as a mother as a wife as a psychologist as all our different roles that we play in our life it, mm. it's primarily yeah. talking about drugs and alcohol however down the line in many situations we find out that we have little or no control over most of what happens in our lives, and we need to turn that over, which is, I find, extremely hard. There was a poem written, I'm desperately trying to remember the, the name of the author, but it, 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 it had the idea of having the wisdom to know the, the difference between the things you can and cannot change and having the bravery, the bravery and the strength to change the things that you can. Yeah, so that's a, the serenity prayer. The serenity God, prayer. Thank you. Thank you. To accept the things we cannot change, the courage yes. to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And the wisdom to know the difference. Does the serenity prayer have a role in understanding the, three, the third step here? Yeah, it's actually the last line in the 12 step and 12 tradition book of the third step is the third step prayer. I mean, it just yeah. sums it up perfectly. You know, what yeah. do we have control yeah. over, what we don't. And, you know, if people are going into rehab or the 12-step rooms, that's what we know we don't have control over for sure, is drinking and drugs. So perhaps, certain... go on. Oh, it could be a certain situation that we don't have control over. And then what can we do? to change. That's the middle part. And then the last line is the wisdom to know the difference. And that's a tough one sometimes. Like what, what can I control or what can I control? Because sometimes things we think we can, we can't. And it's like banging our head against a wall. And it's, um, it's hard. So really, when we're thinking about surrender as a, as a key word for the third step, we're actually thinking about letting go of the things that we cannot do anything about. Is that right? 
Yeah, the things we can't change. That's correct. Yeah. So talk to me about the doubters and the skeptics. Because, you know, I, I'm when I'm listening to you speak about this point, and I'm thinking about some of the clients, some of the patients that I've had, I've had to look after, they're very, they don't feel included in, in the 12-step programs. And some of them bring up the third step as a barrier to, to, um, to, to accessing this kind of group support. Have you had experience of dealing with people who find difficulty with the third step? Yes, the third step is primarily based on a, a white Christian God. And so mm-hmm. a lot of people of color uh, have challenges, difficulties with it. People in marginalized communities have difficulties with it. Women have difficulties with it. So a lot of people uh, take, um, you know, doubt with this step or how it's going to work for them because they don't feel it reflects their life or their culture. So how do you turn that around? Well, you turn it around by reframing it. So there's a lot of books now, 12 steps, uh, a woman's way through the 12 steps, Mm. uh, 12 step for dual diagnosis. Um, my book, the DBT workbook for alcohol and drug addiction, uses the lens of dialectical behavioral therapy to look at the third step to help people overcome that obstacle of the white traditional God. Um, it also mm-hmm. alienates people from different faiths, meaning there's a lot of people, like there's Jewish friends that I have who really take odds with the 12 steps because they feel it doesn't address them and people of other different faiths. The sponsor is the sponsor an individual who can help someone through this idea of surrender, turning your life and your will to God, however you might choose that God to be. Does the sponsor have a role in helping people through that step and dealing with these issues? Yes, a sponsor has a role in helping someone, you know, get through the obstacle um, or the barriers of the different steps or specifically the third step. Also, the group itself is really helpful Mm. because when people hear how other people, you know, got through the barrier, they find that helpful. I know I found it helpful. Um, And that's, that's a big help. Okay. How did you get past this? Oh, that's interesting. And how did you get past that? So that's very helpful. Hearing other people's stories and how they broke, able to use this step without how it's written. Yeah, yeah. So the key thing is to to understand that really there are some principles that the 12 steps are trying to demonstrate. And really how you choose to interpret those principles to yourself doesn't really matter so long as you're part of a group, so long as you've got a sponsor, and so long as you've got perhaps accountability. But the sponsor is yeah. not the same as accountability. That's what I'm hearing. No, a sponsor is accountability because it's, it's a real right. person in front of you. You know, right. higher power is like a cloud. You can't really touch it, feel it. It's not going to talk back to you. 
But yeah. a sponsor is going to say, okay, like for me, I'll say, all right, you're calling me three times a week at seven in the morning. Like after this, I'm meeting with the sponsee. We're going to read the first step. So that's being accountable. But just telling God, if I wake up and say, okay, I'm not going to pick up a drink or a drug today. Um, yeah. It's it's not, you know, you could ask, I mean, I could ask for help. Please help me not pick up a drink or a drug. But that's where the group and sponsor and, you know, other people in the program help you to stay accountable. But it's got to be a person. So even though we're accountable to a person, we're still turning our will and our life to God. Yes, as we understand God. A group yeah, of but we're turning, our, we're turning our will and our life. Yes, we're turning our will and our that's, life. That's a huge statement. Our will. You know, what yeah. makes us who, who we are? You know, who are we if not our own will? Well, that's a really interesting philosophical question. I know... Um, St. Augustine talks about that and a lot of the different philosophers. But going back to the program, primarily, initially, it's about our will with drinking or drugs. But this comes up with other issues, you know, of course. And um, really, most of life's issues that we have little or no control over and that we have to turn over. But um, well, like just for example, Al-Anon, the sister 12-step program, people talk about when they let go of something, there were finger marks on the wall. You know, it is really hard to let go. Yeah. To turn I suppose it's really, it's, it's really hard to let go of a, of a lifestyle that was actually, at, at some, on some level, supporting you um, yeah. and helping you get through the day, you know? Yes, it's a lot more than just drinking or drugging. It is a lifestyle. It's rituals. You know, people talk in the rooms. Uh, like one woman said, oh, I can't take a bath because I always had a glass of wine there. So I'm just going to have to take a shower for the next six months. You know, So it's so built in to people's lives that they have to not just quit using, but build a whole new ritual around it, you know, um, around not using so like someone last night was saying okay i work i go to work dr p and i come home and that's when i want to use i say okay well that's why a lot of meetings are at night so after you go to work find a meeting that's you know after work and and then go home and i bet you won't feel like picking up as much Um, we have to fill that void nature abhors a void so we've got to fill it and we have to fill it by turning our will and our lives to God as we understand God. So we have to fill it by surrender. Yes, that's correct. On that sweet note, we've run out of time. I want to thank you for your expertise again, Laura. That's all for today, folks. My name is Dr. Fergal Armstrong, and this has been Cracking Addiction. Cracking Addiction.